0: Hey Dinks, welcome to Dentists in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics and education in the dental world. We are Dentistry's source for honest, relevant information, and with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentists in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell.
1: let's get into the news. All right. So first off, I thought this was kind of a goofy story. If I'm being really honest with you, but I'm going to share it with you tonight. This is the real hard hitting news that we'd like to bring to you and dentists in the know. So there was a study that came out. I'm not even actually sure who did the study, but they surveyed, probably data pulled from a lot of uh, information that they're pulling on the internet about who's searching for what information about the state that has the most stained teeth. That's right. The most stained teeth. Or you could also invert that to say the state that has the whitest teeth. So let's dig into this a little bit more. I think And frankly, I was surprised. I think you'll be surprised to know that New Hampshire ranked number one in the category of most stained teeth. They based this on the percentage of access to wine, tea and coffee stores, and cigarette consumption. So they compiled that data together to postulize, if you will, that... New Hampshire has the most stained teeth in the U.S. Now, who has the whitest teeth? Dare you guess? That's right, folks. Utah comes in at number one for whitest teeth. What was that based on? The fact that they have a very low wine consumption rate, a very low tea and coffee consumption rate, a very low cigarette consumption rate, but also a high percentage of searching on the internet for how to whiten my teeth. Oddly enough, Vermont and Rhode Island also came in at number two and number three for highest stained teeth. I don't know what's happening in the New England area. Maybe we should have kind of a staged intervention on stained teeth, but that, folks, is the hard-hitting news for this evening. Now, a couple other interesting studies that also came out over the last week. And I think this is going to be one that the gentlemen of our podcast are going to find very interesting. There was a study that came out recently, last couple of days, published in the International Journal of Pediatric Dentistry that showed that CBCT technology may not be the most dependable tool for assessing alveolar bone loss in orthodontic patients. Now, I don't know about you, but this is definitely an area that has been growing over the last couple of years. How do we use CBCT technology? A lot of uh, clear aligner companies like uh, Invisalign, for instance, allow you now to upload CBCTs into your treatment planning protocol. I have specialists who are using CBCT in their pre-treatment and post-treatment assessment of patients. And yet the study has come out to say that maybe this is not the best tool for this particular application and actually cites ultrasound technology as maybe being more reliable for assessing alveolar bone loss for orthodontic patients in the adolescent category, which I find super fascinating because as dentists, we actually don't use ultrasound technology much at all. And it it does kind of open the door to maybe say, is this a technology that we could find an opportunity within our uh, profession to start onboarding maybe a new application? Is this an underutilized technology that exists pretty, um, pr- pretty well with uh, already established within the medical community? Is this an untapped resource for dental? I, and I love that concept. So, Stay tuned. I don't know, years, decades, whatever, but maybe uh, we will there be a day in practice where we will then be using ultrasound along with CBCT and laser technology and all the other things to start assessing very accurately what's going on beneath the tissue. The last piece of news I will leave you with this evening is that uh, we are starting to see sort of this Rehash or or new uh, development of wanting to bring back the pandemic and all hazards preparedness act. Uh, this is a bipartisan support that is coming out of the Senate. We've got two Republicans or two Republicans, one independent and one Democrat who are supporting this particular legislation. It stated that it would be it would be uh, important for us to bring this back up because it would help the U.S. be better prepared in the public health sector for the next emergency or pandemic that may come forward. Um, it is touted to launch pilot programs for data sharing and. St- State medical stockpiles boost research on treatments of viral pathogens, expand technical assistance opportunities to state and local governments serving particularly vulnerable populations during emergencies, establish biosecurity measures, and improve wastewater surveillance for pathogen uh, detection. So that has just been brought back forward again. I guess we'll kind of see. It's a it's a quiet period. They've sort of. Um, They've dismissed for the summer session, so this will probably be picked back up sometime in the fall, um, but we'll certainly see how that moves forward. And with that, gentlemen, that's the news.
0: So, gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in, but more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dentists in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis.
1: And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell, and we're Dentists in the Know.
0: Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.